Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I've been in the fire so long, I can't get burned no more. I thought you was putting out the flame, but it was rain from the storm. That's over my head, taking me stress all day long. They won't let me rest, it's on my chest. I ain't that strong. I need a light, light, light now. 911 won't do. My back hit the wall now. Done all that I could do. I prayed in a prayer, went to every service like I know how. Just to sit without a spell. I'm not without your
so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So what it means by your faith faith is tested is when, like, you're going through a, like, when you're going through something, sometimes God lets it happen because when we go through some things, it takes that what we're going through in order to bring us closer to God. So that's our faith being tested. He's Sometimes he's testing us to see if we're going to just fall off the track or if we're going to stand strong. So when the faith, the testing of your faith produces perseverance, so perseverance is when you keep going forward like it's pro- progressing. Perseverance is when, you're, when you want to do something, when you have the urge to do something. So let perseverance finish, finish its work so that you may be mature. So when it says let perseverance finish your work, it's when you just drive to do, you have a drive to do something. So let that drive, as long as it's a good thing, finish the work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So when we do all the things God tells us to do, we're getting mature and more mature, and it's complete so we can be complete. That's why God's not, that's why, like, we're just, like, God's not done with us yet. He has more plans intended for us. He didn't just set us on this earth to do nothing. Some people, he actually, he had, he has a plan for all of us. But the the older people that are out in the world, yes, God had a plan for them, but they didn't. They didn't. They decided not to take that plan. So they're going through trouble too. Their lives aren't just perfect. So then, the next scripture that will be read is Psalms chapter thirty-two and verse eight. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So when it says I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, when it means by I, it means I by God. Like I is God. He's not not me personally, but God. So it says I. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. God will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. So when he says instruct you, he will give you instructions and then you follow them. You don't just say, oh, yeah, I'll do that later. I'm going to do it my way. He'll teach you in the way you should go, just like a teacher. The teacher will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Well, God, like if the teacher is going to just teach you mentally and stuff, like mentally put the math in your brain or whatever, God's going to teach God's going to teach you and instruct you spiritually, emotionally, physically, and even mentally. He's going to do all of that. So I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So it's not going to be no strict nothing like, you better do this, man. If you don't do this, I'm going to just have to slap you or something. No, he's not going to be like that. He will counsel you with his loving eye. You see how he says loving and not just I'll counsel you with my eye. So it's just like when you look into somebody's eyes and it gives you comfort. Yes, that's what God means. So, the next one is Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. It says, one who has unreliable unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sits closer than a brother. What it means by unreliable, unreliable friends, it means that those friends that don't do nothing for you, like they're not letting you, they're not getting you anywhere, they're not putting you higher, they're just making you go downward. And you don't even realize it because they're your friends. So you just, like, go along with the program. But unreliable friends is, like, when you can't rely on them to do anything. Or you can't, like, you can trust them, but you can't rely on them. Like, if you tell them to do something, and then they don't do it. Unless you're telling them to do something bad. And that's bad. You shouldn't be telling your friends to do something bad because what goes around comes around, and it will go on you. Then it says, like, if you have an unreliable friend, you will come, soon come to ruin. You'll come to ruin. Your friendship won't be lasting long. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So we all have have that friend that sticks closer than a brother or the friend that we're saying to have that sticks closer than a brother. Because throughout our last lifetime, friends go and come. When we have that friend that sticks closer than a brother, we'll have those times, but they'll stick with us. So what the youth doesn't know on today, 
So what teenagers today don't really realize, and I'm a teenager, but I have a father that is godly, so I know I'm known not to do most of these things. Like, all teenagers mainly have cell phones. I know because I have a cell phone. And sometimes the parents don't care. Like, they'll just go, like, eh, give me the phone. But sometimes you have to have those parents that check your phone every once in a while because, to see, it's like if you're getting harmed, like, on the Internet, like if you're getting harmed on the Internet or something and they don't know about this, Sometimes if you just, like, if you tell them, then it would be way, it would be a way more lesser problem than it would be if you didn't tell them. So good thing I don't have to deal with any of that because nothing like that really happens to me. Because I don't get into that kind of mess. These people that get into mess, they, well, they do that. So, yes, it's even the youth, like, even young people, like, the young ones that are, like, three and stuff, three and five, they have phones, and the parents give them it to them to keep them occupied. Well, no, because even the little children, they can find things on the Internet or whatever and then get into stuff like that. They can find it. You never know. It could be, like... Um, I don't know. It could probably be, you never know what, it might be an older person texting them, like, where does your mom live or something, and they don't know what, so they're just like, oh, mom lives here, or if they're smart enough, they're not going to tell them. But nobody has time for that. So until you're, like, the children get mature enough and old enough and know how to handle things, you give it to them. And you got to know when they're ready, you know. My dad, he said, you know, when my brother, I was like 12 or 11, my brother was getting me a phone. But my dad, he said, no, because she's not ready. But now I got a phone. And we've made schedules to where I could have it and stuff. And at night, I just power it off and put it on the charger. So, you know. I don't need to be kept up all night texting my friends. And if I am texting them, it's usually been it's usually stopped at like 8:45 or something. So usually the life everybody's life is on the internet. Like half of the time, half of the day, if it's not TV, it's the internet. And they put out all these apps so that we can get addicted to them. And I know because sometimes I get a little too addicted to it, to the apps that I have on the phone. But, and I can't get too addicted because some of some of the parents, they take notice of their children and they might take it away from them. It's not, because I know I'm not the only one that has a dad like that. Those of the children might have parents like that see if they're doing too much time on their phone. So that's why we have to be able to not, we don't have to, we don't need to be hiding stuff. Because if you're trying to hide it from your parents, then it's best that you don't do what you're doing or you don't get into that. Because it's better for the parents not to find anything then for them to find something and then be asking questions like, um, what is this? Or, um, who is this? Is um, that's why I also I don't get into things like that either. I don't text friends like that. If we text, I'm just like, oh, hey, girl, what's up? Or some. But I don't really hide stuff from anybody because I know everything on my phone. It's not hide-worthy. I don't need to hide it, but some children, they hide it, and some teens, they might hide it because they know that their parents might get a hold of them, or they might get their phone taken away. Yep, so that's why we shouldn't 
have to hide stuff like that. Because, you know, it doesn't matter what you're trying to hide. It matters why you're hiding it. Like, you know, there's no sense of hiding something if it's, you know, if there's nothing wrong with it. And there is no sense of hiding it if you know that you're doing wrong, then just don't do it. Or just stop. So does anybody have any questions? Yeah, I would like to uh, reiterate uh, things about hiding things. Uh, Adults, sometimes they try and hide different things from their children. And one thing about it, if it's unlike, it's going to certainly uh, uh, come to light and it's going to come to naught because the parent expects for the child to be honest and truthful. The parents need to be honest and truthful to the child also. You know, it's not that the child has this authority, but the Bible says that we shouldn't provoke our children and that uh, uh, provoke the child's wrath and neither child provoke the parent. So it's a twofold thing. The parent giving love and living in righteousness and in the midst of living in righteousness and giving that love in return, I think the child should honor and shouldn't be hiding all the different things and have all these different programs on their uh, cell phone where they're hiding, where they're hiding uh, uh, with different plans. Uh, there have been many, many, many children that come up missing because of the child being sneaking, uh, hiding all these different things that they shouldn't hide. And so I think you have a pretty good uh, format, a pretty good thought there uh, when you talk about hiding things from uh, from the parents. There's only you hiding for now, but it's going to all catch up with you, and in the end, it's going to be far more worse then than it is now. Thank you. That's it. Thank you very much. So, was there any questions that you wanted to ask? Yeah, what's the best way to deal with the child when the child just won't be honest and truthful about anything? The way to deal with them is, have you tried talking to them? Yeah, we tried talking and doing everything, and they still just determined to just lie. I'm going to be right back. You're going to have to say some things on the program real quick. Leo. Do you have a dog? I say you have a dog. Are you still there, ma'am? Where you go, ma'am? Okay, I'm back. So... As I was saying. Oh, so the question was how to deal with the child if they keep on doing wrong and stuff. So, if you have you like have you tried talking to him because I had to leave to go and deal with my dog. Anybody there? Anybody on the line? I'm going to just answer the question anyway. So what you have to do sometimes if if you haven't talked to them, you have to sit them down and talk to them. And then sometimes you have to take their phone away and, like, 
you know, so you have to take their phone away. Check their phone. Are you there? They're trying to hide. And then sometimes you have to discipline them physically. Just not getting through their schools that what they're doing is wrong. So how do you discipline them, you know? I mean, you just had to beat the child down, you know, to get all out to tell you if you beat the child, we're going to come and take you to jail. What to do if that happens? Huh? I say you can't beat the child. If you do, they're going to take you to jail. Well, then don't call the police. <laughs> They call the police. How are they going to call the police if they can't make it to the phone? <laughs> Break their leg. No. You whoop them and then you tell them to stay in their room. And you make sure you got their phone and you stand in the room. You stand in the room where the other phone is just in case they try to pull a quickie and call the police. You're going to have, they're going to have to reach the phone in order to call it. You already got their cell phone, and you're standing right where the other phone is, and you got your phone. So if they're going to call the police, they're going to have to use their feet or something. They're going to tell their teacher at school. They're not going to tell their teacher because if the teacher doesn't see any physical marks on them, like touch or something, then, you know, they're not going, they're not going to believe the child. Sound pretty good, but I don't know. A good thing you don't have to deal with that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Have any it's, other? It's a good thing I don't have to beat, beat my child. Don't. Hello? I'm here. Have any other questions? No, I'm going to take your advice, and we're going to see how that goes. And what was your scripture today, James, or what? My scripture today? Mm -hmm. I had had James chapter 1 and verse 3 to verse 4. Psalms chapter 32 and verse 8, and Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. Okay. Well, just sum it up and just tell me what all that was about. Well, what all that was about is, you have to have the right friends that you have to hang around. Like if like if the friend that you have doesn't stick closer than a brother, then you know, you gotta just you know, you can always have those you have you can have those friends that just you can have those kind of friends that you know, sometimes we have friends that are not really close close friends, but they're the friends that are at least there for us but they're not close close. You can have those kind of friends. But if you got those friends that are unreliable friends, then those aren't the friends you need because we need all we all need friends that stick closer than a brother, and um, we have to be able to know when our faith is test, tested, and we and when we know it, we have to let perseverance just 
take us through it, and then it it would make us it would like just let perseverance make us mature and complete that we'll be lacking nothing. And then we should always just not focus on the negative. I know that's not what I read in my scriptures, but as I. Well, that's good. That sounds like a good platform, a good uh, a good way for the child to uh, to deal with things. How do you deal with peer pressure in school? Well, I don't really, you know, deal with peer pressure because I don't let it affect me, so I don't have to deal with it. But well, if everybody at your school. It's wearing Jordans and, and name brand clothes, and you don't wear them, so how you have that? Well, um, I, I actually don't really care what they wear. I might, like, say, oh, those are nice, and I might want to get them. But, you know, so we all deal with something like that. Like, we all deal with it. The way I handle it is, I don't really care because nobody really talks about my shoes because I always look good what I'm wearing. And if, you know, if my hair is a bit jacked up, oh, well. If there's a problem with it, then, oh, well, you know, oh, well. So you learn to let the problem be their problem and not yours. I say, uh, you learn to let the problem be their problem and not your problem, huh? If I let it be their problem, not mine. And they don't really talk about me. Like, there's some girls that might be like, oh, yeah, girl, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I don't really care. You know, if they start talking mess, I'm just like, I don't care. You know, because as long as there's no hands being if I'm not being physically touched by anybody, then it's all good because you never know. Jesus probably had to lay some hands on some people too. Well, what did you say? The Bible says lay hands on no man suddenly. Suddenly. You see what it said? Suddenly. Suddenly. But you can't lay hands, huh? So don't lay hands on nobody suddenly. So don't just go over there and be like, oh, yeah, and then slap them. No, because you're laying your hands on them suddenly. What you need to do is you don't, and you that doesn't mean you have to go over there and try to stir them up neither. Go over there like, come on, if you want to fight me, let's go. Come on, let's fight. Because that's how all girls would do. They would think, well, my parents told me if they touch me first, then I'm going to um, do what I need to do. But you don't know this. Like, when you're you're basically telling them to do it, because you're like, okay, come on, touch me. What you going to do? Come on. And if you're telling them to do that, well, you're going to get slapped. So let them, all the talk, let them do all that talking. And, like, just let them do all the talking and don't worry about it. Just walk off. But if they, you know touch you or something, then it's going gonna to have to go down. <laughs> well, I think that's a pretty good analogy on how to handle yourself when dealing with situations in school, uh, abroad. I think that's pretty good. If they put their hands on you, then... Instead of, you just shake the hands off of you, right? What did you say? If they put their hands on you, then you remove their hands from you, huh? Well, yes, you can. You can just say, don't touch me, and then pull their hands off you. But if they go into swing, you could either block the punch or something, weave the punch or whatever, or, you know, throw them to the ground and then walk off because... Nobody has time to be 
just wasting class time to try to beat up somebody. But sometimes when you slap them, it sets them straight. You know, I can't lie. Sometimes it works, but can't do it all the time because it's not good. Yeah, because then you'll be known as the bully. As a fighter. Because some people think that some people are just like, well, like some children when they fight and they win the fight, they start thinking that they're all that because they won the fight. And it starts making them think like, oh, well, you know, I beat her up or I beat him up, so, you know, you don't mess with me. But there's already, there's always someone bigger that can get you. So that's why you don't worry about that stuff. Just do what you have to do. Stay before the Lord. And he, too, will prevent all those different fights and things that would break out, right? Yes, he will. But sometimes you got to just get the person, you know, sometimes. But do not ever do payback because payback could get you in a real bad situation. Because if you pay, like, payback, like, oh, I'm going to put payback on somebody, then just think about it. You're getting in trouble. They might not be getting in trouble. Sound like some revenge to me. Sound like getting revenge to me. Yes, that's what I was saying. Don't get payback because that payback can always turn against you. So, yeah, I'm still right here. Well, it sounds like the Bible, it says, don't do evil for evil, you know, but render good for evil. So a lot of things that are, uh, that the young generation is faced up against, it's so much pressure because they want to be like somebody. Instead of them being like being like being like somebody that's not famous, yeah, you know, they want to run with the hostility class. You know, they want to be around people that uh, uh, got name brand everything, got three hundred dollars, you know, Brazilians uh, and all that stuff working for them. And some of the girls just got nothing, but just just themselves. Some of the guys uh, being influenced by some of the other guys that's doing a whole lot of the other things that they shouldn't be doing. You know? So, yeah, you have to know how to handle things. And I believe listening to you uh, uh, it's been a very, very good, a very, very good uh words that you've given on the behalf, just don't worry about them. Instead of becoming upset about it, uh, instead of becoming uh, angry about the situation, we just, you understand me, just push it out and don't worry about it. Like you say, don't keep on talking, you know. Less talk, less talk. Uh, we'll cut down on all that uh, um, uh being ready to fight, you know. Oh, when yeah. we were going to school, we had different ways of, that we we fought. You know, we had different ways, but our fights were more cleaner fights, and you just got your your rock beat down, and that's it. You know, if you want to go around, or you know, if you want to win some Cheerios, and you want to come back today and and let's do the battle again. You know, the other the the the, the other uh, partner was winning, you know, I said, okay, and, you know, so you hit me first, you know, they be wanting each other to hit each other, you know, see, going to hit each other first, you know, and I uh, get to throwing them licks, and then the fight is on again, and like you said, sometimes, you know, the one that's been thinking he can whoop or she can whoop up on everybody, winds up getting defeated and getting beat down, 
and uh, uh, because you know God, He'd never have one man on top. You know, even in even in unrighteousness, unrighteousness wins, but they don't win in the end, and they don't always win. It's like shooting dice. The guy that shoots dice, he don't always win the game. You know, so it's a situation of winners and losers. But I think that if we were to train the child up at home and the way that they should go, when they do get ready to leave from home, they'll have something in them, you know. And I hope and pray that you learned a lot through uh, your parents that has benefited you, you know, when you you understand that uh, you're going to be rewarded for your good and your evil. So the best thing to do is to rid ourselves from all evil, get rid of all evil, let no evil thing stand before us, and, 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 and we just can't just do it on our own because the evil is everywhere. But if we just would stay before the Lord, you know, praying and seeking his face and living spiritually right and uh, studying the word, I believe we'll be able to overcome those issues. So sound like to me, you have a godly foundation in your life that also helps you to uh, overcome a lot of the situations you deal with. Are you there, ma'am? I'm still here. Yeah, so I believe that you have some spiritual life in you to keep you from uh, getting caught up in a lot of things that you would get caught up in, like telling lies to your parents, hiding things from your parents. So that's some type of fear of God there that has to be in you for you to... uh, not to have that type of lifestyle. Oh, yeah, because if I were to have that kind of lifestyle, you guys would know because when you can tell when somebody is a fake preacher because you can always feel it that you always can feel, you know, you can feel when they're actually meaning what they're saying and not just putting some stuff together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you can tell the tree by the fruit is bad. Uh-huh. Instead of just looking at the tree and saying, oh, that's an apple tree, just watch the fruit that it bad, and then you'll, you'll know exactly what it is. Uh. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful tonight to uh, know that the Lord is in control to know that there's nothing that he will he won't do for his children, but his children have to also do what he said to. And he told us what to do. It said, raise the child up in the fear and admiration of the Lord. It says that the parents the parents should take care of the children. Uh Nourish, feed them, love them. Uh, a lot of parents, they do everything, but they don't have the love. The love is a touching thing. Love is not just buying all, all the things that the child requires, but it also consists of touch and feel. Where the child can come in and the parent put their arms around the child and let them feel secure. A child wants to feel secure. An insecure child it's a child that's not loved. You can think that you're loving a child by buying them all these uh, uh, nice things. The majority of the rich children, if we see what happened to them, they go through a, 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 a drug a drug error as well as the poor and middle class. You know, some of them, they go through different uh, errors in their life where they have to deal with drugs, alcohol, and they send them to a treatment program over and over and over. The police take them to jail over and over and over. And then finally, they take them off the set. Otherwise, the movie star leaves the scene for six months. They come back. Sometimes they come back straight, and sometimes they come back only to embarrass the family again. You know anyone like that? Have you seen anything like that before? Have I seen anything like, you know, please repeat it. I had to waste the telephone. 
Uh, Please repeat it. I had to situate the house phone back to speaker. I said, have you seen anything where someone raised their child up and they were wealthy or middle class and they gave them everything, but obviously they did not give their child themselves, and the child get up to become famous or whatever. Maybe they're already famous. Maybe like Patty Hearst or somebody, you know, uh, 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 Rockefeller or somebody, uh, 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 someone that's famous, their kids, and then their kids come up, excuse me, and begin to do the very thing that their parents told them not to do, or wind up getting on drugs and alcohol or something like that, and their parents put them in a treatment center, and they go to the treatment center, but still there's no, you know, they come back, you know, person like some of the movie stars that we've seen, they come back on the set, and they just as worse off then than they was in the beginning before they went to the program. Because they they lack something. They lack something. They lack that spiritual. When the spirit man is fed, then the physical man can survive. But when the spiritual man is dying, or has already died, then the only thing that can bring that spirit man back to life is the spirit. So that's why he said, try the spirit to see if the spirit is of God. Many spirits, the words say, have went out into the world. And with all these different spirits in the world, we have to examine ourselves on a daily basis. And we as parents, we have to examine ourselves so we we'll know whether or not we're doing the right thing. Or maybe we just doing what we do because we grown. I'm grown, and then nobody tell me. Uh, you have to think about it. That if you have, if you have a child, your child could pick up your ways, and maybe not even know your ways, not see your ways. It's just a generic thing. It's in the genes of a child. So some grown, some adults have grown, and they have begin to not even think about the things they say and do, how it affects their children, but they say, I don't know where you got that from. Do you understand? Yes, I do. But obviously, they may have got it from their parents. And the parents didn't know that even though their child wasn't born, that that's, that's what the Bible means by uh, 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 whatsoever you sow, you should reap. It don't mean that you're going to reap the same thing you did to the same people you did it to. You can reap it through uh, your family line. It's a generational curse thing, you know? Uh-huh. Yes. See, it asked me, have I ever seen anything like that? Well, no, not really. Well, not yet, but probably... You know, them those kind of adults that sometimes it shows on TV where they're, like, all bad, and then the parents are like, well, I don't know where they get it from. There's something. Well, obviously, they got it from you or they got it from being neglected as a child. Like, some parents don't understand how what and so much neglect can do. Yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of times parents, they work, the mother and the father both work, and, uh, the mother, father, mother get in at six o'clock. The father get in at nine thirty, and again at six a.m. in the morning, they see the parents, and they don't see them any longer than a few seconds. And when they do get home, either the child is in bed, so that's not very healthy for the child. I've seen uh, many children rebel because all they wanted was just that touch from the parents. They wanted some quality time for the parents. And uh, the parents was caught up working because the world system now has gotten so stressed out until the people are trying to live. And the standard of living, the cost of living is very, very high. So if the mortgage on their house is 1800 a month, they need to be at least bringing in 3500 a month to survive with the utilities, the fuel for the vehicle, and the grocery bill. Oh, I need more than that because the children, they have needs. So I think that uh, there are so many things that uh, can turn a child away from the very, very thing that is, is, is most needed in their life. It can turn them away from the things that they need 
because of rejection. A lot of things, peer pressure, rejection, everything, you know, could affect the child. And we need to uh, uh, have the program for the parents to call in and hear from a child, you know, from a child's standpoint. They need to call in and, and hear from a child, you know, what, what option, uh, uh, why their child looks away. And then we can find out how much time do you spend with the child on a daily basis. Do you have family time? Do y'all watch television in the same room? Uh, do you watch what the child is doing? Do you see about their friendship? What type of friends you let come to your house as an adult? You know, all this plays an important role in parenting. Parents shouldn't let their child go over to someone's house and they don't know what what, what the parents is like. If the parents have no structure, let the child go up in the bedroom and shut the door, not, you don't want your child to go in there. You don't know what goes on behind that door. So I believe that you have a wonderful program. I believe that we need to start getting some of the parents on and let them ask questions about their children and what could cause them to be going about things the wrong way. Amen? Amen. Well, it is 28. I'm going to play one song, and then I'm going to close out. Yes, ma'am. Can you please mute your mic? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. We're going to play the song now. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.